You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for an Australian Survivor recap episode. Today we are recapping episodes 12 through to 14. Another interesting week, lots of stuff going on. And this week, I don't have a former guest from Australian Survivor, former player, I should say. I have two former Ozlets. Uh, Karen Oslitz, you hear me try and explain this a little bit throughout this episode. Do they really rescind their title when they never technically got fired or lost it or anything along those lines? Uh, Julian Gronenberg and Cable Brandon joining me on this episode to discuss this week's episodes of Survivor. I mentioned all that. I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to go straight into this. Over to you, Ben. Always exciting to talk about Australian Survivor and who needs those pesky people who play the goddamn game? We need experts who have never played the game and sit in front of their screen and watch it and think they know everything. And they had great jobs as Ozlets on a former show that was better than this one. But who cares? Because they're still smart and I need smart people to make me seem smart. I'm talking, of course, of Australia's favourite Ozlets because, let's be honest, they're probably like two of the three Ozlets who still live in Australia. Uh, no offence to Jared Lubeck, he's the third favourite, but just wasn't available today when we record this. Uh, from the beautiful city of Brisbane, Julian Groneberg. Julian, welcome back to the Oz Network. Yes, thank you, Ben. Um, who, yeah, who needs the actual players? Hey, we can have um, they know too much. Um, ignorance is bliss. Let's talk some shit. Exactly. And also joining us, speaking of talking shit, it's Australia's number one Collingwood supporter, Maybe, uh, sorry, Eddie Maguire. Uh, it's Cable Brandon. Cable, welcome back to the Oz Network. Uh, thanks for having me. I don't know if I like that introduction anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be ashamed. The first part you started with, the, the first part you started with about us being smart sounded great until it denigrated into kind of. <laughs> Bagging Collingwood supporters. Well, so. it could be worse. It could be a Hawthorne supporter. So it's you know, yeah. That's that is absolutely true. You're four steps from the bottom. All right. There's either West Coast, Essendon, or Col- uh, Hawthorne, and you could be worse. So there you go. You're fourth worst. So that's yes. fine. So it's 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 all good. But welcome everyone uh, to this episode where we're going to talk about episodes uh, 12, 13, and 14 of Australian Survivor season six, season four for those uh, Channel Ten. Uh, defenders out there. But uh, what what an interesting week it has been. Cable, obviously, I was uh, on your show uh, in the bath. Download now via iTunes and wherever you download good podcasts. Uh, we had a good conversation last oh. week. <coughs> and, I don't think it's on iTunes yet. Oh. <laughs> download. Spotify and Anchor. Yeah. Go to Spotify. <laughs> download from insert thing here. Um just, I'll start with you because you're on my mind. You're always on my mind, Cable. Uh, but uh, mm. how, what do you think about this week's three episodes? Very interesting and juicy stuff to decode this week. Oh, definitely. I, I, just when I thought, I don't I, I know you and me have been a little bit critical of editing all that other stuff and production, a bit more the behind the scenes of the making of the show in recent weeks. But I think overall, while there's still some issues there, I definitely think it's, Definitely got better. I thought last week was really good, but then I really enjoyed this week. Um, there's a man that went this week that you and me both really like. That I wasn't a huge fan of the start, but he's really grown on me, and I'm sad to see Andy go. I think he still would have added a lot to the mix going forward. But uh, good to see Harry still in there. Um, yeah, and a lot of look. There was a lot of great stuff to for us to talk about. So yeah, let's go. 
Let's go. Julian, let's go. What, give us your take. What's let's going go. on? What's happening in the mind of Julian this week? Well, um, yeah, no, it was a good week. I think I, I wonder if we were going to get three boots um, and what would have happened then. You know, like say Ross would have gone. Would we? Yeah, it's interesting. We only had two boots this week because of that um, Medivac. Um, but but the two boots we got with Maddie and and um, Andy, I felt like they were kind of expected boots. So, it, but the show did a good job of still keeping it interesting, if that makes sense. Like, um, if it, obviously if it wasn't Maddie, it was going to be Harry and. And um, I felt like Andy was a pretty likely merge boot. Um, but, yeah, look, there was a lot of interesting stuff and some good moments. Uh, looking forward to, yeah, sort of break it all down. I've got to be honest with you that I am quite sad of this week's all three of the boots because Matt was somebody who was just really starting to grow on me. Like, yeah, I got the whole pain-in-the-ass kind of cockiness level of him early on, but there was just something about him recently that I'm like, hey, I actually kind of like this guy. So I was sad that he went. Yeah. I think everyone can agree we all loved Ross. So that sucked that uh, Ross went. And Andy was also one of my favourites. So um, personally, not a good week for my personal favourites. But, um, yeah, it's, it's very three very diverse, interesting episodes. And, and, you know, as always, we'll probably spread it around a little bit, not necessarily go in order with some of the things. But, um Matt, the contenders, you know, Harry V, Matt, uh, off the back of throwing a challenge and, you know, Andy's attempted throwing a challenge. I mean, what's going on with that one? Maybe we'll start off just quickly with this whole throwing the challenge thing. We saw it last week. Didn't work. All of a sudden, it's on Andy to let's do this again. Can we again just establish that throwing a challenge 99.9% of the time is the dumbest thing you can do in Survivor? Like, Andy is the the biggest super fan ever. I'm going to change the game. I'm going to play an all-winners US Survivor, all this sort of stuff. How does he not know this? It's so stupid. Yeah. I just think it's so much harder. It sounds easy in theory to throw a challenge, but to do it without it being obvious is actually quite hard because you don't know how well the other people are going to do. And I thought about this as well because they were talking about um, wanting to get Harry out so much. Um, what if the others? What if both teams are tr- both trying to throw a challenge and they're both trying to play like appallingly? Or, or you know, what happens then? I mean, I know Harry was sort of taking matters into his own hands and doing the puzzle. But um, what if his teammate was really trying well, to throw? Didn't that kind of happen in China in the eating challenge where, like, James was trying to throw it but just, like, Denise just sucked so much yeah. at eating the, the egg thing that they just couldn't didn't throw you know? it? <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah. reminds me of that because James was, like, doing everything in his power and it just got to the point where he was like, oh, fuck it, I have to win it. <laughs> and I swear it happened in San Juan del Sur too. Didn't Drew, um, dumbass Drew, no. try and throw a challenge and um, throwing hoops or something and he was just, yeah, just couldn't do it because the other team was, uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but, yeah, no, we've no, seen no, it a bit. No, Drew, Drew threw the challenge and was yeah. really poo at shooting the hoops, but then they voted, they blindsided him and voted him out. Yeah, okay, that's what the fail was. It, so, I mean, you're right, though, it never fucking works out. And um, yeah. I, I agree with you. That was what surprised me. Like, I mean, me and Ben talked about it last week and, you know, the, the the big debate on whether that's a worthy plan or not. And and for Andy, who is the super fan that knows everything you could possibly know, 
I'm really surprised he went down that path. Like, maybe there was stuff we didn't see. Maybe maybe Sean and Daisy were more pro throwing the challenge and they thought he'd be the smartest guy to be able to get away with it or do it. But it just put it... it in the final analysis, it, it put a target on his back. It, it meant people didn't trust him. So it didn't work out for him, did it? It made him definitely seem just another thing to seem way more slimy. And we really saw the people and so many of them saying not just a snake but he's a worm he's slimy like kind of payouts to be honest like it's not really a great thing to be called all those those names but i actually don't mind the idea of it like trying to get rid of david or luke from their perspective like i actually think in some ways it's the right idea but as as i said before it's so hard to actually pull it off sometimes well, like to thing. make it seem not obvious that's exactly the thing though julian i think you're abs- absolutely right on paper throwing a challenge is a genius idea because like on paper you want to save people on the other tribe that you can work with and emerge particularly at this point of the game where you're only one or two yeah. votes away from like absolutely a genius idea on paper but it's just as you said it's so hard to get it to work and i think this is a thing too that we're really in this day and age of Survivor, and we have been for a good 10 seasons or more where you just don't get tribes sticking together for long enough in this game anymore because you've got so many switches, a merge happens, and everyone's so concerned about the Survivor resume and things like that that, like, tribal lines just seemingly are not a thing anymore. So it still amazes me that, like, this concept happens and then again, like I don't, I don't want to shit on over Andy because Andy was a big, I was a big fan of Andy's, and I think particularly when we get to what happened when he got voted out, I think he had some great strategy on his way out, which people are overlooking. I, I just think that this is, you know, I feel like this is if one of us played this game that we think we know so much about this show and how to play the game that like is this something that one of us is going to do and then people are just going to be laughing at us because it's like i'm sure andy right now in retrospect thinks like well that was dumb and what was i doing mm. i agree he um yeah it's just one of those things that i just didn't think he'd necessarily do but i mean i can understand if he was dead set on the bottom in to save himself he needed to do something to mix it up but mm. i'm really confused with his motivation as well. Like I know he was trying to f- maybe get back in with Sean and, and Daisy and, and that was what they were thinking. They were not trusting David, but, and he was still sort of playing the middle. So yeah, he kind of almost maybe had Luke and Dave in his back pocket a little bit, or at least had something going with them. So I don't fully understand. I understand Sean and Daisy going down that path, but I don't think Andy needed to do it. I, so, I just think that was his, that was kind of his problem though. He couldn't quite decide who he wanted to work with, and it was and it was just so obvious. I think from um, from David and Luke's perspective that he was just not really sincere. And and um, it's interesting in the most recent episode um, how Sean sort of did want to work with him, but no one else, yeah, really had any faith in him. And I think I think you're right too, Ben, in saying that. Um, no one, there, there isn't really that tribal lines game anymore. And Sean's whole argument was like, which I actually thought was quite smart, but I'm sure we'll get into that a bit more. Um, keeping the numbers that it was six all, you know, at the merge and, and um, yeah, giving away that numbers advantage, maybe it wasn't the best thing. But at the same time, Ben, like you said, 
is it really um, tribal lines and numbers at this point anymore? I don't think it's going to be, but it'll be interesting to see. Which is, it is, yeah, like, because I think a lot of talk has come around the Andy vote in the fact that it was a unanimous vote. So essentially the contenders, the original contenders, have all but thrown away their uh, any potential numbers advantage. We can sort of lead into that because I definitely see merit there because this is a season where I think, you know, kind of contradicting myself and what I said a few moments ago, that it does seem to be very much strong along those lines. But having said that, though, we do have a few wild cards who are willing to work here and there. You know, Janine is kind of, you know, we'll get to her flip-flopping all over the place. David, obviously, is a clear example of kind of working through whatever he can do. Luke, very much there. Sean, I feel like, will, you know, do that as well. Pia, like... Harry, too. Harry, absolutely. Harry will work with Janine. Janine and stuff now, maybe, potentially, we saw them setting that up. So, yeah, look, I don't think just because now they've got a numbers advantage, the content, um, sorry, the champions to, what is it, 6-5, I don't think that they're going to stick together. This leads in, and again, Cable, you mentioned it before, and I'm sorry to every week keep harking on a broken down record here, but I think this is where the editing fails us as a viewer because particularly on that Andy vote, they did such a strong job of trying to paint out that David was completely going to be blindsided because it was even in the way that David was talking, like he was giving those overly cocky confessionals where they're like, oh, I don't need to split the vote because there's no way that Andy's not going home. And like, it's those real ones that in the US one, like Mm. straight away we know he's probably going home because it's been too much of a cocky confessional. But like, we didn't hear anything from people like Baden or I don't think Daisy or anyone sort of really gave any inkling about voting for Andy. So like, yeah, we kind of had like David and Luke and those sort of people, but then we just had this huge string of conversation about about Pia and Janine, um, you know, flipping to vote out David. It was just very odd. And I think kind of this all lumps into, I feel we needed to have some form of conversation shown on the, oh, it doesn't matter if we lose the numbers because I've been guaranteed by this person or that person that we we all hate Andy, let's get rid of him, and 6-5 isn't going to matter. Because I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys felt that. I just feel like it came, came out of nowhere that it was a unanimous vote, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I guess I I wasn't that shocked because with that whole Janine and Pia talking about him, I feel like that's just setting it up for a future that, yeah, David's really on borrowed time. But, um, yeah, like they didn't really have anything to see where Baden was and the fact that it was unanimous, um, I guess I, I, I was actually saw on bloody social media uh, that Andy was the boot before I'd seen the episode, that so that's probably why it wasn't. You know, it's hard for me to comment, yeah, because I'd already been spoiled. But I, I do agree with Ben, though. I, I sort of was thinking, oh, is there something else going to happen? Because I think the way they edited it, they edited it in such a way, yeah, there was a heavy emphasis on a blind side for David, but also, you know, Sean and Daisy still kind of wanting to keep the numbers. But, yeah, admitting there's not a lot of trust there for Andy, but not wanting to have the numbers disadvantage. So... I, I did think I thought it was potentially going to be a close, closer vote than it actually was. But then, again, in hindsight, when you think about it, I'm like, Daisy would have been mad to – well, I guess she's playing an idol anyway. But she would have been mad to blow her idol on Andy, someone that she doesn't trust. Yeah. Uh, moving forward in the game. And but also, she keeps do, do they David really... in the game, though. Like, can she trust David any more than Andy? I don't, I don't get this. This is what I don't uh, get about David is why people – like, like – why isn't he being targeted more so than he is? I agree. Like, he, he seems like people are so... I think it's just because he... 
compared to Andy, David just is a little bit more charming and has a bit more charisma, whereas Andy comes across just so much more slimy. And uh, and I enjoyed watching him. That's not a dig at him. Like, I actually thought he did – I like that he just owned the fact that he was a liar and he tried stuff and he threw everything at the wall and a lot of it was bad, but some of it was the right idea. But but David is a – uh, a more charismatic think of him as like a male poverty in a way the way he sort of draws people in and and yeah i think people are sort of onto him but at the same time they maybe enjoy his company a, a bit more than andy so great comparison yeah. great like that's brilliant i love that male poverty i think that suits him very well <laughs> poverty yeah yeah he's um he's definitely like an enjoyable guy to watch and i think we all agree with that like he's he's been huge for this season but yeah, like, I'm kind of like, I don't want him to just keep being the focus of every episode for the rest of the season either, so I'm sure he is going to go. Which is um, uh, one of yeah. the episodes this week, uh, I think it might have been the Daisy reward one when she won basically everything, like, switch focus straight to his viewpoint of it, and that little frustrating things like that happen. Like, Julian, I, I know you sort of tweeted sort of saying, like, stop complaining about people not getting an edit, which I think is fair <laughs> point now because, like, you know, pretty much everyone, even Simon's getting a semi-okay edit yeah, this week. Something. But, um, something, yeah, something. Like, th- that's just little odd quirks that you don't need. Like, I don't need to hear that Dave's disappointed that he didn't win this after a thing because it's like it's not about you at this point. It's about Dave. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's really not about him. And, like, yeah, yeah I, I think um, it's interesting that he picked up on the fact that she definitely would have had an idol. I don't know how he thought that that was the case, but he just seemed to know. He's like, oh, Jonathan no. said uh, this will set you up for the rest of the game. But I must have missed Jonathan saying that. Did you hear that, Cable? Yeah, I, I I actually thought it was really good that he, like David is actually like love him or hate him. I think he's definitely uh, okay. Cocky cockiness and arrogance probably gets in the way too, but he's definitely a very smart player, and he listened to every word that Jonathan said, and obviously wanted to win that challenge because uh, he believed from, I guess reading between the lines of what Jonathan was saying that definitely there would be an idol, at least a clue to an idol in that box. So. And he was right. I mean, he was 100% correct. Uh, so, yeah. It's, um, can, can, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I say one other thing about what I think uh, David was quite smart about this week? He said um, the way he sort of got Daisy to, to play the idol, he's like, let's make it seem like we know she's got an idol. Um, and that did sort of psych her out and play it. So I thought that was quite smart as well. I think the thing with David, and I'm, I'm always going to reiterate that I don't like the guy. He annoys the shit out of me. But I don't think he's like I think he's playing a great game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say I hate him. He's terrible. He's overrated. Like I think he's playing a very good game. I definitely think though that there are some elements which aren't quite like I feel like people are losing themselves in things that he has done. Like like I even talked about the fact that you know he 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 got into a situation where it was him and Luke two people versus what was it seven at the time which you know he was able to turn that around but that was kind of Daisy's move to turn that around like yes he was involved in working with it but it's like Daisy was the instigator in that uh and then he all of a sudden was taking credit for it and then people all of a sudden now are viewing this as David was doing this and I think kind of there there've been you know, little elements to his gameplay where, you know, he's definitely gotten a lion's share of luck in this game. And I know Survivor is definitely filled with luck. Like, people get it, people don't get it. But I think the thing that that he's going to 
again, continue to impress me with him. And like this goes back to my point where saying, like, why aren't people targeting him? And I think you were right, Julian, when you summed it up. Like, he's, he's charismatic. People like him and everything along those lines. I think that, you know, Matt um, Dyson said a couple of weeks ago on our episode that if he was to win this game, it would be one of the greatest games ever in, in Survivor history. And I, I would... St- probably still semi-agree with that. I think that kind of, you know, based on how he's playing, if he can maintain this, there's something charismatic enough about him to people keep him around and not target him. And absolutely, it would be a sterling game to play. But I just, I still feel, based on how Australian Survivor generally works and is edited, he's not going to win. He's not going to make it, you know, much further than he is right now. But then people are still going to be blinded in a couple of years saying this guy's the greatest guy ever to play Australian Survivor. So... I don't know. Like, he's, I just... I'm, am I getting clouded in my dislike for him? I don't know. I'm not saying he's not playing good. He's playing good. But, you know, Harry... But he's also been lucky as well. Harry's playing a similarish game, but maybe not as charismatic and out there as David did. David is, if you know what I mean. Can you yeah, see Yeah, I think he's been really lucky. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like... David has been really lucky. The fact that he got selected first for that popcorn reward challenge as well. And I don't know if you guys spoke about this, but I felt like that was a bit, he's yeah. Like he's had a few things go his way, but he's done well with what he has. It is so survivor. I suppose it is survivor, though. People get things going their way all the time. Like, you, you know, it's, it's, it really is a game of chance and luck. We know that a large proportion of anyone winning is yeah. going to come down to that percentage exactly. of luck. But and I'm not, I'm not, this isn't me trying to say like there's influence. In it. I'm not saying that at all. But like, I think, you know, that right now I will say this. If it was a Luke David final two, I think Luke's winning. I'll just say that right now. Cause I think Luke is playing the, you know, the JT to a Stephen Fishback in some aspects. And the fact that he's there, he's, you know, kind of involved, but I think Luke's kind of, you know, staying on board with people. It's like, We've not heard Luke's name mentioned once, except for, oh, we've got to hurt David, let's go after Luke. Whereas, if all of a sudden we're trying to get this red herring, like, hey, let's target someone to blindside someone, it's David, isn't it? So, I don't know. I'm I'm rambling, but that's my ramble. (laughs) What what do you think, Howard? Do you think that Luke would win? Because I I actually think that the jury, if it was Luke, it's an interesting thing to think about. I think the jury would vote for Luke over David, for sure. Um... Yeah, that, look, that's a very interesting question. That's probably for further down the line. But um, I think if you were going for gameplay and, and what's been done so far, you would probably go with David. But just on uh, liking the person or popularity, but also family life at home and, and needing the money, you would vote for Luke. So yeah. um, I, I, I would have to agree with Ben. I think Luke would probably win landslide's probably maybe a little bit extreme, but I think he would do it quite easily. But, <laughs> yeah. I will he hasn't say, anyone off. I will say just quickly, just to, you know, round this up again, that I, I don't like David. He still annoys me. But having said that, I would be satisfied with the David Luke final too, because, you know, with any opinion that I have that I don't like a person or don't necessarily think they're as good as people say they are, I like to be proven wrong. And I would like to sit here in a month and a half or whatever it is and say like, okay, I was wrong. I still don't like him, but wow, look at that game he played. Great job. You know, hats off to you. So, um, yeah, for sure, I would I would, I would, would be very satisfied with a Luke-David final two. It would cap off what has, you know, been to this point a very entertaining season. And I can imagine for them to end up in the final two, it would have to continue to be that way. 
Yeah, it would um it would be a pretty cool final two. And I think I hope we do get a good final two because I guess it's not going to be a final three. So yeah, look, uh, coming back to the fact that everyone now is getting an edit, I do pretty much like everyone still in the game. So, yeah, I think the future post-merge is looking bright. I've got to, got to bring this up now because I feel like this is a hot topic, one of the hot topics of the week. And again, I sort of, I know I started off talking about Matt's um, boot episode, but we'll, we'll kind of come back to that. But Andy, as he left, reveals that Dave has an idol. Oh, yes. Now... The first thing that I loved about this is the fact that I was thinking, like, oh, I didn't realise he knew. And then in his, yeah. his, his reveal, he literally is like, oh, does he have an idol? Don't know, but still. And, like, it's brilliant because, like, he doesn't know. He's throwing, like, you know, wood on the fire, basically, to make this, you know, blow up. Dave's facial expression said it all. Yeah. Obviously, Andy's yes. correct. It was brilliant. Yeah. I, like, I, like, and I do not understand the backlash that Andy's been getting over this. So many people are, are speaking, like, negatively against Andy, yeah. calling him so Bullshit. many names. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it baffles me. Like, are these literally people who have not watched Survivor in the past? Like, to me, what Andy pulled there has more strategy in it than 95% of what we have seen in the history of Australian Survivor. It was oh, so... I can't wait to speak. I can't. I can't fucking wait to speak. Do you want to go first? Go, Do you want to go first, Cable? Because while I agree with what you're saying, the strategy, all that, I fucking hated it. I, <laughs> I, I think once you're voted out, even just before you torture snuff, I think you have no right to blow anyone's game up. And look, yeah, it was a throwaway line to just throw a cat amongst the pigeons, which turned out to be correct. But I don't. I hate it. And I know it happened apparently... By all reports, that happened in Cambodia when Shireen was voted out. She fucking flipped her lid, felt betrayed, <laughs> and then she called out all these people and blew up a lot of people's games, and that was never shown. But I think it sucks. You hate getting voted out. Yeah, get upset. You know, say, um, call them scumbags and hope you get bit by a crocodile, all that sort of stuff. But I think you have no right to then air out other people's laundry at that point. You're out of the game. And I, I, I personally, I hate it. I... It's nothing personal against Andy. Good on him, but I fucking hate. I think producers need to shut that shit down. Going back to what we were talking about last week, Ben, we talked about um, sequestering a jury, juries and stuff like that. I think that's part of it. I think that needs to be. That can't be said. I think you've got to say if you go out, if you voted out, and Jonathan reads your vote, and the same with the American version or any other version. I just think you're allowed to say goodbye to people and good luck. Uh, you know, good luck, guys. Play fair, whatever. But I think once it comes to game mechanics and stuff, you should not be allowed to say anything. Just, just quickly. Oh, can that. I say something to that? Go, go but I don't it, think people it. have to. I don't think people have to believe it though. Like, do you know what I mean? Everyone knew Andy was shifty, so it's up to them whether they want to believe it or not. And I, I sort of think a lot of the people were just upset um, at that and saying, "Oh, they voted out just because they." didn't want Dave's game blown up. But at the same time, like, not everyone's going to necessarily believe Andy. And Dave could just be like, yeah, oh, of course he's going to say that. He's he's a super fan. That's probably what he was planning the whole game when he left the game to try and blow up someone's game. So I actually thought it was fair and, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that the problem, Cable, with what you're mentioning, though, is that how do you enforce that? Because it's all well and good to say you can't do that and you can edited out but at the end of the day if you get voted out and you're that pissed off like they can't gag you you could literally get up and be like dave's got an idol 
um, you know, uh, this person did this and this person did that. And by the time Jeff or Jono or anyone says bad boy, no, someone's gonna just we're gonna edit that out. They've already no, you said just it. Have so- no, you just gotta have someone offset, um, just off screen that has like a tranquilizer dart gun <laughs> ready to go. And if they start speaking, it's just like drop this, them. It's an interesting like no, taser them. Yeah, no, you can you can you could force them to say, well, you don't get paid. As simple as that. Like I'm pretty sure. Some people wouldn't really like not being paid for the how many weeks they're away, but and I'm also sure their if you're, money if you're um, I don't know Simon Black, uh, any of these people who have got a bit of coin in their pocket and are doing for the experience, they're not going to give a shit about the money. Like they're going to get up there and just like, well, I'm rich. I don't yeah, but, care. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. Look, I, I hear you on that, but I guess I'm talking about like an all newbie season or just all new people that actually are playing a bit more for the money or might not have money or the, the, like, thing, I don't, yeah. the thing. Like it's hard to enforce, but. It's uh, the one thing. I mean, look, I yeah, I I don't agree with you. I I think it's great. Like I on little things that irk us. I'm not a fan of open tribals now, where people get up and whisper and do this and do that. That to me falls into the sequestering of the jury. I don't think that should be allowed. Um, sure, it's entertaining and it's great, and Jeff will sit there and be like, "Oh, this is fantastic." But I think that takes away from what you know, this game should be in many aspects. So kind of on a similar page, I'm kind of being, I guess, a little hypocritical and saying I like one thing but don't like the other thing. But I don't know. Like, I just, I yeah. think at the end of the day, like, while I see the point, Cable, you say where, like, you are out of the game, I still think that, <sighs> I don't know. Like, I just, I think it's a, it's a way of, like, having a bit of a final word um, and it's still strategic in many aspects because, you know, a blind yeah, side, but, you, but, you, you but take that, it this way and then yeah. you, you want your fellow people to, to win and do well, so you're trying to help them out. How, uh, how yeah, is that? I, I, don't, I don't see how that is different than if you're at a challenge and you're hugging someone and saying, like, you know, Sean saying to Daisy, like, oh, you know, Dave gave me a fake idol, vote him out. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Well, I don't, personally, I don't like that either, but... They're still in the game. They they haven't been voted out there. But to me, like, it's the it's it's the it's the matter of a couple of seconds. So if he had have said before his torch actually got snuffed, like what's still in the game and what's out of the game? Like it's so it's kind of like so if Andy had been like Dave's got an idol before he got up and got his torch snuffed, would that have been okay? It's also because I'm, I'm sure you probably still wouldn't have liked that. And it's kind of like I don't know. And like I said before, like not everyone's going to believe it. But it's also and, too. Okay, I the other thing I'll quickly add is like, let's look at um, our beloved Edge of Extinction. Like the first person, what was her name, Reem or whatever it was, when she's voted out, yeah. she assumes she's gone. She doesn't know she's going to walk down a path and all of a sudden there's a chance to get back in the game. So how did Andy know that as soon as he walked down that path, there's not going to be an opportunity? So he's technically not out of the game, if you know what I mean. I know. There's that's obviously the probably the exception to the rule. But I just think I just think you just shouldn't be. It's just my personal opinion. I just don't like it. I think. You've been outwitted by getting voted out. That's it. Your game's over. You should not be able to impact that game after the fact. And that's after the fact. And then they, I know what Julian's saying too. I agree with that too. It's and, an, yeah, it's, it's an interesting it's, it's, discussion. It's, it's up to the other player, but I just don't feel like if you feel slighted, yeah, it sucks. You got blindsided, but you got beaten. That's the game. You shouldn't be able to let a blow up someone's game because you hated it. But that whole look. That maybe we should move on. I don't know if you want to keep discussing, but there's stuff about that tribal council. And again, oh, I don't really want to make the editing, but I feel like there's some funny stuff in there. Maybe it did come up, but 
Yeah, we'll move I on agree, if you no, want. Like, I, no, I think Kevin, it's an interesting point because like, that, that goes back to my point about the editing around that vote, which I definitely think there was something more that we didn't see or something going on there because, again, this just all feeds into <coughs> that fact that Andy being voted out unanimously just seems so odd to me still. Um, well, so... look, look, I'll say the, the thing that I found interesting about that tribal was I loved that Luke threw Andy under the bus. Yeah. Um, and and brought that all up to make Daisy a bit like more wary and, and really sell it to everyone, or at least the contenders, if they were thinking, you know, oh, 50-50, do we go Andy or do we go, you know, one of the champions? So at least that really sold the point and, and really made him look real dodgy. But the counter-argument to that is, like, why didn't Andy say, well, hang on, just before five minutes before we came to tribal, David told me to vote for Daisy. Andy looked and that didn't come up. Andy, to me, looked like it was kind of one of those moments where, like, I agree with you, absolutely agree with you. I think he should have said that. But to me, Andy just looked so put on the spot that he just was struggling to comprehend what to say. Like, we've all been in those situations where all of a sudden something happens and we should easily say something to rebut. But then all of a sudden it's like, fuck, I just can't compute myself right now. And then you, like, to me, that's, Andy just looked like he was in that situation. Yeah. I think the yeah, one that kind of the one that kind of confused me too, and again around the editing, uh, and I'm I'm sorry, Cable, I'm not ashamed to bag out the editing, um, but like it's when when we heard Sean's reasons because obviously Sean voted for Andy, and then the way Sean was kind of like my hands are tied, this not is not the vote I wanted to make tonight, um, like there's no explanation behind that because not once did we see anybody approach Sean and basically say like, hey. We're not going to have any remotely close to the numbers tonight, so I would suggest voting with us. Otherwise, you're on. You know what I mean? Like generally, people vote that way to stay on the numbers, so it doesn't look like they're you know going against what the majority's doing. I just feel like we need something in there. I just, yeah, poorly edited, <laughs> poorly edited. Oh, I just think there's so much, <laughs> and this is for the same for US Survivor lately that they're not showing us now to keep it a surprise. Um, at trial to make it really uncertain but then it, it's like yeah these really important conversations that it might make it a little bit more obvious sometimes but we sort of need to see them i, I there's get there's a surprise and there's saying. just too much like this like i get it absolutely there's a surprise but then there's just too much of trying to make it a surprise and it ends up like this goes back to my point when 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 you watch these episodes back to back like i watched last season very close together and then you actually really get to see that narrative and kind of how they're trying to shape a season like it's difficult at the moment for us because we're watching this live as we go we don't know who wins we don't know how it plays out so on a rewatch you're going to understand this a little bit better but like i knew that shane won last season so i could tell you know how they're going to shape this around shane and everything but it's tricky when you're watching four or five episodes in a day you're realizing this you're realizing that that they just struggle and i again this comes into that factor are there too many episodes they just can't do this concisely enough i'm not sure but again i will say even on these u.s survivor seasons and each of the last three seasons that i caught up on and i knew the winner on each of them like even like that pretty much all the last three seasons were pretty rubbish. There's still enough of a story around the winner, the runner-up, and even people who kind of have an impact but aren't going to go far, that, like, they're doing it so well. And, yes, they've done it for 38 seasons. You know they're going to do it brilliantly. But it's just, I don't know, it's just still, to me, is just a struggle that Australian Survivor has. And it, and it just, 
I wish that more people would see this rather than singing the praises of Australian Survivor saying it's better than the US Survivor because that's basically saying like because the Perth Wildcats have won a few championships in the last few years they're greater than any team that LeBron James has ever played on in the NBA like okay they've won a few championships and they've done good but they're not gonna they're gonna go on a court against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers and they're gonna get the floor wiped with them that was yes. a deep dive. Thank you. There's <laughs> my one basketball wildcat. analogy per episode. I feel like that's a new thing. <laughs> Hashtag Toronto Raptors 2019 the... champions. Uh. I was going to say, when was the last time the Perth Wildcats were mentioned on a podcast? Never. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all very unique and interesting. I think after this season, we're going to have to do a big analysis episode or something like this. Um, I just really want to quickly go back to, to Matt. Um, Sad to see him go. Well, we didn't but... really say we haven't really said anything about that episode, really. The well, first one, I know. We started there Harry and we ended three... up here. So, um, but I yeah, just, it's I... always the way because the third episode's the most fresh in your mind, and well, then it yeah. seems like a fucking lifetime. But ago, it's also lots of merge. There was lots happening. I think kind of lots of COVID. I, I just quickly <clears> add with Matt. Um, obviously, it was Matt and Harry. Harry had the idol. And, you know, they did make this big play to try and get the boys on side. You know, Simon and Ross seem to think about it. But uh, quick question to both of you. I'll start with you, Julian. I mean, did Simon and Ross make the right decision there in not siding with them and kind of keeping champions strong at that point? Yeah, I think they did make the right decision at that point um, because even though uh, it was the right idea for Matt to point out that those two were, you know, the fourth and the fifth, um, yeah, like they still... Still, if they're still thinking of keeping, you know, um, champions strong, which I think was the idea going into the merge, then why would they sort of, you know, get rid of one of their own numbers, if that makes sense? So, um, yeah, I I think it was the right strategy. Cable, what do you think? It was interesting. Again, that was another episode that I think was interestingly edited because we were seeing a lot of stuff from the point of view of, yeah, we – think we can either pull Simon Black and Ross over or, you know, this whole sort of potential blind side of PR. And then I was thinking to myself, like, how are they, how are the champions not coming up with a plan to split the idols just in case Harry got the next idol again? Because there was not one of those conversations had. It was all, nah, nah, Janine, nah, 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 Harry, Harry's gone this time, all the votes on Harry. And then obviously they had a plan, so... Yeah, it seems to me that Pia, there might have been a conversation or there must have been a conversation we didn't see because Janine was like, no, we're just going to put all the votes on Harry, Uh, but then Pia must have gotten into her ear and be like, that's not really smart, just in case. Yeah, and and that's, that's, again, I don't want to bag the production again. We're going to talk about Pia as well. Yeah, she's been... Well, I feel like if she's someone that maybe wins a game and, and she's obviously got a lot of strategy behind her... I know you can't show everything. You don't want to totally, you know, show your, you know, your whole hand. But I felt like even just a quick conversation with Pia just saying to Jean, oh, maybe we need to split the votes just in case Harry has an idol because otherwise one of us is going to go home. I think we need to put some votes on Maddie as well. Because I reckon Pia would have said that. She's just such a super fan. She knows. Yeah. So I just, I found it interesting they didn't show that at least a discussion. So... Anyway, I mean, what did you think even of Harry finding another idol and Ross following him for a little bit, then Ross sort of not following him and him finding it? Idols are just... 
I think Matt talked a little bit about it um, in his interview before we did this, the fact that, you know, something's not there at the beginning, that it's clearly placed there by, like, a producer at a certain point. Like, to me, hidden idols should be hidden straight away from the beginning, and then if you're going to rehide them, like, it's just... It's almost just becoming laughably obvious now that all of a sudden it's like, it's, oh, look, it's just logistically placed in this point now. Like, you should notice it at the watering hole. Like, it's just... Uh, can we can we remember when hidden idols were actually hidden and when we actually used They're to a get a clue? They're a bit too easy to find. Like, like, yeah, that clue was too easy to see. The pink, the fluoro pink, um, it's, it's just hard for me to quite stomach it sometimes, even though I like the fact that it made it less predictable that Harry, you know, didn't go and and it sh- uh, it shakes the game up. But at the same time, I'm like, it's literally we've seen so many idols played in this season of Australian Survivor and found as well. Like, can we talk about Daisy? How they just basically gave her an idol, literally gave, gave her an idol. Like, like yeah, the, the thing, it was like, just you're like right. It's actually the there. But that's the thing. You're 100 percent right. Like, whoever won that and Harry, you have it was too easy as well. Like, I'm, I mean, I, I got to feel like production wanted him to find that clue in a way. And, and the fact that it was so easy, like he, yes, he did a good job with the flag and, and hiding it and being the last one out, but it was still so easy in reach to grab at any point, you know, like it wasn't like he wasn't going to have an opportunity to grab that quickly. At the, some the point ones the I like when they do it, the only time I like it when they're kind of obvious is I love it when they're in challenges and I liked that one when, was it last season with Moana, when it was like literally in the voting urn. Like things like that where it's kind of unique and a bit of risk in public, I don't mind it. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, and like another thing, like I loved it in China when they were legitimately those bloody uh, squares above their camp. Like things like that, like that are right in front of you. That's clever. I liked it in Nicaragua when they kind of went to symbol-based clues you know, when it's kind of, you've got to work out what's going on here. But, I mean, this just feeds, this isn't an Australian Survivor, and this is just a Survivor thing in general. I'm sort of nearly through with Survivor New Zealand at the moment, the second season, and just, I don't know, like, I'm just going to say it again. Let's have a twist of a season where there's no idols, like Borneo rules. Yeah. That's a twist. Boom. <laughs> I want to see a season play out this way again. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard because... I think if if we watched a season with no idols or very few idols now, would we all just whinge that it's not predictable enough? I mean, that it's too predictable and it's too – the pacing's just – I don't know. Like, but you think of those I agree, first ten just, seasons, Julian, yeah. you think of one to through – like, you know, Borneo through to Palau. You know, yeah, you've got Pagongings and all that sort of jazz, but – you know, even Thailand and Vanuatu, two generally haters, even All-Stars, which people shit all over it. Like, you're not going to complain about the strategy for the most part in those games, and you didn't have idols. So, like, again, yeah. I know, like, like to, cor- to backtrack on what I'm saying, I understand that in this day and age, it's not going to work because, A, we're watching a TV show, and people want the blind sides. They want the devious hunting for an idol. They want the fake idols. They want these. Like, it's just... You've got these young fans now who are so used to this. They weren't around back when we were watching this when this game first started. And the majority of Survivor, you know, if we're looking at the US version, 28 seasons have had idols and advantages versus 10 that didn't. So, of course, the norm is idols and advantages. But I think we've sold enough of this level of play now that a twist in itself is to 
perfectly go 16 people, no idols, no tribe swap. Let's just play. Like, like yeah. literally have exactly the same challenge every single time. Like, that would just be a throwback you could have. Like, you, imagine that. Like, it just as everything, everybody loves this nostalgia. Like, boom, let's play Borneo Redux. Go back to Palau Tiga. And, like, just do everything the same, just with different people. Even have Jeff yeah, no, Probst on the camera, Blair Witch style. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I would like to see it. Sorry, sorry. I'm, just, I'm getting so sidetracked this episode, guys. I feel like we've, uh, we've done it. Any final so, thoughts on, on Matt? Just well, any, anything well, that... I was going to say, added? so you're talking about the idols, though, but do we blame Russell Hands for that? How the yes, idol... absolutely. Uh, ...hunting's happened? And, like, it's not... I no, don't, I mean... I know. I agree. I think we do. Like it's because that was basically why it was implemented in Nicaragua that we had these symbols and they tried so hard because Russell was the first to do that, and um, you know, love or hate the guy, he literally changed Survivor. So um, I, I absolutely think we blame Russell Hans for that. Damn you, Russell! <laughs> Watch his YouTube oh, yeah. channel. It's bloody interesting. Like <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's um he called he did a video this week of like top ten survivors who have gone to jail, and he talks about Brian <laughs> Heidick and he pronounced it like Brian Hedick or something like that like he'd never heard of Brian before, and basically just went on this rant about shooting a puppy and then claimed that he beat his wife. It was actually the other way around. His wife beat him, um, and like just. Yeah, very interesting. I love Russell. Don't get I me imagine wrong. He, I imagine he has some pretty good rants. Um, um, final, but, yeah. final words on Matt, guys. Just uh, I know oh, I, I, talk about I, I agree. I agree. Like he was an intense personality. I didn't mind that he went where he did. To be honest, I mean it was a bit of a shame. Like it's getting to the point where it's like starting to know a lot more of the um, the, the boots. They're getting a bit more of an edit, and he did have potential because I, I felt a bit bad for him because he literally couldn't have done that much differently he, he he was just in the shitty spot and um and i liked the fact that i think he was a bit of a tool but he also had a good heart if that makes sense so he was he was like the motivational but like he yeah i feel like everyone respected him and yeah he was an idiot like like um what's her name said the afl chick she's yeah. gone a bit quiet um, but idiot. at the same time <laughs> yeah he's an actual idiot but at the same time, like, everyone was like, that's just his thing. So, yeah, I thought, um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Cable? Um, I, I don't I'm, – I'm sort of a bit on the fence. So, like, I know you need those big characters. I know he's a teacher and he's a wrestler, so maybe that added to the over-the-top celebrating that. But sometimes it did get on my nerves. I was like, mate, you need to settle down. Just be a bit more humble. Just get on with it and, and – but yeah, you're used to that. You go to Collingwood games. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly. I don't want to see it on Survivor every week. <laughs> um, he definitely took himself pretty seriously. Like, he was a very, yeah, he wasn't the type to really joke around too much, you know, on screen or um, any of that. I, I would have been fascinated. Like, I, I'm not one to really follow exit interviews and things like that, so I would have been fascinated to hear what he said. The The one exit sort of thing that I saw and... I, I stupidly don't know why I still go to this website every now and then. I've completely blacklisted news.com.au from my life, but I just went on to it this week. And the, the ridiculous moron reviewer guy over there, somebody Bond or whatever his name is, basically wrote this article this week um, 
you know, all but implying that people don't know how Survivor works. Because it's like, oh, people have been shocked this season that there's so much lying and deceit in Survivor. I'm like, I'm sorry, what are we watching? Like, this is like, oh, people are so concerned that there's so much tackling going on in Australian rules football. It's like, like what? Like, this is, I'm watching the yeah. same show, right? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, I, I will gladly do a five-hour episode bagging at news.com.au. Uh, our, our Monday <laughs> night episode, though, um, before we talk about Ross and the challenge and the breaking of the rope and lawsuits and everything like that, I don't know if they're going to happen, um, this whole red herring aspect that all of a sudden we've got Janine willing to work with Harry to vote out Simon now... You and I were talking a little bit about this before on Facebook, uh, Julian, about Janine. Can we get a handle on where her head is at the moment? She legitimately threw a challenge because Harry was so dangerous and needed to get rid of him. And then, like, a week later, she's wanting to break her um, champion strong alliance to vote out Harry because he would be a good person to work with at the merge. This is the same person who wanted to get rid of David then threw a challenge to not only, I guess, save Harry, but to save David, and now wants to get rid of David, but then voted out Andy. I just, I'm sorry. I, like, I know Boost Juice is a success, but if there's this much confusion going on in the woman's head, then I'm sure that everybody who drinks a Boost Juice is probably so fucked up on confusion drugs. I don't know what the hell's going on. What are in those banana, mango, sugar-filled drinks, Julian? Well, personally, I do love a banana buzz. Um, oh, banana buzz. Right. <laughs> banana buzz, yeah. <laughs> Get your she, banana um, buzz yeah, from boost juice, everybody. <laughs> mango, mango magic for me. Mango magic, yeah. I think I had okay. one uh, once and I had to take out a small personal loan to be able to afford it, so I couldn't remember which one I got. Oh, they, get, they add up, especially if like they try and upsell you. It's all upselling. Janine would have thought of that. Bloody um, Janine. Bloody <laughs> Janine. Who knows? Like, I thought that's so stupid how she's entertaining the idea of working with Harry, but I've got to think it's just, again, the edit, just trying to present a different story for the sake of it um, because the episodes are so bloody long. Half the stuff that you end up seeing doesn't eventuate or even matter. It's a little bit like I don't believe that she was actually going to work with Harry. There is a small part that you could make the argument that who'd expect them to be in an alliance. It might be quite unlikely and it might be, but at the same time, how do you build that? Like maybe they do respect each other. Maybe she does respect him now that he's, you know, but at the same time, like if she respects him as a threat, then you'd still want to get him out. Wouldn't you like not work with him? I don't know. I I just don't think they're ever going to be able to really trust or work together uh, in a, in a long in the long term, maybe for a couple of votes. But just, just yeah. quickly, Cable, before you give your thoughts, I've just gone to janineellis.com.au and I just discovered that mm. she is one of the co-founders of Betty's Burgers. Not bad burgers at Betty's Burgers. So, Janine... Yeah, uh, they're good, yeah. While, while you bloody well know. charge an arm and a leg for your goddamn mango maniacs and banana buzzers, like, your yeah, Betty's Burgers are not too bad. Oh, I yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That is, yes. oh, they're not really big in um, Victoria, but there's a there's a lot, a lot of them in Queensland. Queensland. Yeah, uh, I think that the first one was in Noosa, actually. There's one in Melbourne. Um, there is one in Melbourne, Kate, um, in Elizabeth yeah. Street. There is. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, would recommend cable. Get amongst it. Moist, moist choice. Hashtag moist choice for burger. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's yeah, Burgers, yeah. proud sponsors of the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, Jesus, if she makes enough money from them as she does on Boost Juice, Jesus, we'll be loaded. Uh, Janine, what are your thoughts on all what she's doing, Cable? 
No, I like where she's playing. And I, again, I don't know if it was just she's trying to keep as many options open um, and thinking, well, we at least we know Harry. We know he's willing to play, blah, blah, blah. Um, and maybe it's more just building that relationship in case there's a, a scenario where they have to vote for somebody else like a Simon. And Simon will be a, ch- a challenge threat, obviously, in the immunity uh, – sorry, the uh, individual portion of the game. So – it's not inconceivable, and, and let's be honest. Like Simon was lucky with that switch that he became a good number for them and and part of that alliance. But he was on the bottom. He was he was pretty much on the outs at the old champions tribe. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think it was maybe a bit of a red herring and misdirect. But I, I think there's probably Janine's playing smart. But I mean, also don't forget Pierre's heavily involved in that too. So. A lot of the discussion was Janine and Pia discussing it. And if Pia was keen on it too, from what we were seeing, and she's a fan of the show, I, I think that says a lot as well. So they're trying to keep as many options open moving forward. And it's, it's not a – well, it seems stupid maybe right now or not smart. I think if, if something goes pear-shaped where you do lose a couple of champions and they contenders have the numbers, like having Harry sort of potentially on your side or in your back pocket – uh, is pretty handy. Um, and what I will say, and again, it's, it, look, it's very hard because we can't see everything, but I actually felt I was surprised when there was a talk when they finally merged, and this is, you know, this obviously the extension of the Janine-Harry relationship, that there was no mention of when they were talking about contenders versus champions, it's going to be a 6-6 vote. A lot of times when Harry was at those conversations with Sean and that were talking, he was just listening and not once did he mention, oh, well, Janine's willing to turn on Simon or, or something to throw her under the bus. So mm. it makes me sort of believe that he's probably keeping that in his back pocket too as something to use later on um, because he could have easily, if he really wanted to have the contenders, you know, go into that first tribal with an advantage and or, um, you know, get the numbers advantage, he could have easily thrown Janine and Pierre under the bus, yeah, 100%. And, and he, he could have leveraged he could have leveraged that, and and we didn't see it, and it wasn't discussed. Uh, and obviously, the way the votes went, it, it, he was happy to go along with Andy. So uh, I think he, he must feel like he's got something going with Janine and Pia. Yeah, actually, you've kind of convinced me a bit now that the fact that they will work together because they made a big deal of it. So it's sort of yeah, they happen. Um, yeah, this, this is why I think like. Going back to our point I made earlier about how Harry's playing a sort of a similarish game to David, which is just not as flashy because obviously, I mean, they're, okay, they're not entirely similar, but I think there's some similarities. And I think, you know, Harry was a bit dumb when it came to sort of overplaying his game just to use an idol. To me, that's not how you use an idol. You're meant to keep it safe and not just, you know, do it that way. But I don't know, like Harry he's working his way into a few different places here and there. Like he's kind of making some groundwork and everything along those lines too. Like I feel he's not as trusted as David is, but he's also now, it doesn't seem like Harry's getting much heat. Doesn't it? Like sort of Andy's gone. No, he's in a, he's, he's in a really good spot, spot now because I think um, at the merge, he, he's sort of under the radar because there's other bigger targets like David. I reckon people are definitely gunning for him. Sean too, Sean, challenge absolutely. threat. Yep. Um, Janine's on the radar of people as well, I've got to think. So I think he's definitely, um, yeah, he, he can just lay low for a bit. I think that's the best thing for him to do. want to just quickly mention our man Ross again. Um, obviously, 
I'm not laughing at the fact that he what broke his ankle or whatever it was, but um, I mean that challenge. Well, sorry, can I go can I it. jump in? Like, did you? Who did you actually think was going to get injured? Like, I thought it was Janine. I thought the way it was edited, I thought it was Janine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because I sort of, I don't know, like I didn't study the screenshots or anything like that. Like I know a lot of people go to those, watch the next time on Survivor type thing, and they'll try and break it down and see who's in the picture and who's still standing. All that. So I didn't worry about that so much. But I sort of actually thought it was going to be P, and I thought it was going to be on those posts. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point because when that, she was, yeah, that that's was, a good point. Yeah, and that was going to be my other argument because, um, yeah, anyway, I, I thought it was maybe Pia and then at one point Daisy was struggling. Oh, it could be Daisy, but I thought it was going to come to that. But uh, Even Ross struggled on that too and, and that's yeah. um, the, all those shorter people, like, to me, that looks like something you could easily break a leg or, or an ankle. I would uh, shit myself that I would uh, not do well that challenge. Yeah, I'd be shocking. No, same. Especially that well, last two bits because well, you can't just step on them. You have to leap and then yeah. leap again. Oh, man. And, and that's where I sort of – I'm probably, again, critical on production in that I know they want these grueling challenges, but that was a time when that part, it wasn't really thought out well enough that – yeah, maybe some people, doesn't matter how physically capable they are, that if their legs just aren't long enough, it's going to be a struggle for some people to get across and safely across. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There was a couple of people that struggled, not because they maybe can't balance. It's just more literally they have shorter legs or they're just shorter in general that that leap is is pretty decent. They bloody uh, well, well love that tower, though, don't they? Ever since Monica last season. Holy crap. Like, I mean, that blindfolded oh, one was fucking freaky, but every that second week that tower is coming back. Come on, get over it. <laughs> and there was an episode where they were like, oh, God, the tower's back again yeah. um, as they were walking into the challenge. But just coming back to the fact that um, it's kind of ironic that Ross broke his ankle on on the rope, which just seemed pretty, like, benign just to swing, you know, like... And, I mean, I suppose that's what we need to talk about too is that's pretty bad that the rope, like, I guess accidents are going to happen and production can't test every challenge and sometimes freak things just do break. But you've got to think Ross would be, like, I'm sure they're not going to show anything critical of him being critical of production as a confessional, but you've got to think he's pretty annoyed that because of the design of a challenge that broke, um, he – He's out of the game. Like I'd be pretty pissed off at the wasn't, show. And what like, was it? Wasn't that someone del sir? Wasn't that how Missy broke her leg too? Because it was that um, fan design challenge that uh, it like broke or something like that, and she damaged her leg. I'm pretty sure that was yeah, someone del sir, wasn't it? I de- yeah, definitely Missy broke her leg or something in that. Yeah, towards the end and. But she was allowed to stay in the game True. with a, a broken leg. Well, you know, um, America, that Ross would be suing through the pants right now if this was a US survivor. <laughs> well, well, yeah, like, I reckon he's got a bit of it. Not that I think, I don't know, but you'd have to think he's got a bit of a case to be like, well, that's pretty shit, like, through no fault of they his They probably own. do um, sign enough of these insurance waivers that, yeah, you know, should no, that's you get true. injured out there, it's not Channel 10's fault, so... Oh, no, they would. That's true. So he probably doesn't really have a case, but it still sucks. It still yeah, but, really sucks. Yeah, but... Him. Yeah, that's an interesting... Yeah, oh, look, that's an interesting thing. It'd be great to see contracts, but I'm pretty sure, like... But isn't that still negligent on production that there was a true. faulty challenge? Yeah. There's always... Because a, I, it's, yeah. it's different if... Um, and this, this is where I'm going to admit how stupid I am. You know, when, he, when it first happened, when I was watching it live, I actually thought when he got on the rope... 
I actually thought, oh, it looks like he's swinging too low. Like, then I thought, oh, and the way the music sort of came in, I'm like, oh, he's totally going to hit this, and he hit it. But at first, I didn't realize the rope had snapped. Hmm. I thought he'd actually just swung too low and hit it. I'm like, so that would be his fault that he probably signed his life away a little bit there. But once something breaks, yeah. I think that's kind of, that's where it changes a little bit because he seemed pretty good about it, but oh, surely they'd have to give him a bit more money under the table because his, his spot will. in the game's yeah. His spot's uh, yeah. taken away from the game. And You've got to think if, if that didn't happen too, I can't see him being a target. I can see him getting to the end pretty easily or close to the end and um, depending who he's with, being so likeable that um, we've seen the previous winners of this show, Australian Survivor. Yeah, I, mean. I think he was like the male um, Shane kind of. I think that's what he was. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, honestly, he honestly could have won it. But, but yeah, I like if imagine if they were standing on the Tower of Terror and the planks just split and someone fell through the middle. Like that, that this is, is it, yeah, like a rope snapping is pretty bad too in a way. Couple of couple of things I want to um, mention uh, before we get into some listener questions and that. Um, we we sort of touched on Daisy winning the the reward. Fuck, that was fantastic. That's like one of the best rewards I've ever seen in Survivor. Taking away the idol, the obvious hey have an idol, like that's brilliant. Like giving everybody the temptation. Didn't we have that in an auction once where basically someone had to sit out? Like I know Shane last year kind of got to eat um you know other people's rewards but wasn't there an auction once where somebody got to like have every auction item or something like that i'd uh, say so yeah. yeah sounds familiar yeah but like I, did you guys like that i just love that as a reward i thought that was fantastic oh i reckon she kind of got a bit too much i don't know like it was literally the love. She got the love from home. She got given an idol. She got every single bit of food. She got, like, comfort items and a bath. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of cool to watch. But, I, I, again, I've like I said before, I have a problem with the idol. Just give it that, Was that really – was that really a bath? Come on. Yeah. I was like – that did not look comfortable, exactly. That was a, wa- that was a wash trough. <laughs> I, I, I love Daisy, like. though. I, um, yeah, I'm still hoping for that out of our party at the end of this season. But, um, I look, I, I personally think she should have played the idol for Andy. That's just me personally. But um, outside of that, I think, yeah, she's great. Kay, what did you like the rewards that she got? Um, no, I, uh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I don't have an issue like you guys do. I feel like, um, it was pretty uh, pretty obvious that there was some really awesome um, temptations to come down and the whole idea to fight on. And, and, and look, there was going to be some people that really wanted to go to the end. Uh, so you're justified in getting all that sort of stuff, and that's kind of cool. I agree with you. Maybe the idol could have been maybe a clue, firstly, not a straight-up idol in your pocket. Um the other thing is the only thing with fun, all that food was not one person can eat it. Like I was amazed at all the things she yeah. said she ate. I can't believe she got all that food in, and I don't know how much time she had to eat it. But she definitely put away a lot of that food, which was good. Good on her. But you sort of think in a scenario like that, that's just too much food and it's a waste I, of food. Though it is it kind of like you, you yeah, want to yeah, hope production eats yeah, that afterwards. <clears throat> yeah, that pizza that's been. In that box for two hours. <laughs> yeah, but like at the end of the day, though, like it is. It is but it is also like you, you'd want to hope something happens with it because then, like you, you know, homeless people are going to 
see this on yeah. a TV outside Harvey Norman or something and get upset. That, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not trying to be mean so to homeless have people, but like that anymore. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe they just hang out in Harvey Norman during the day because they miss Survivor. Um, I think it happened in the 80s, 70s, and 80s. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's interesting how that all plays out. One thing: what would it take for you to like? What would be your your guilty pleasure that if uh, Jono's coming up with a plate of something for you to get down? What would it take for you? Oh, it's hard a bit when you're out there and being. So I reckon spaghetti with with a bit of red wine would have, would be pretty. Like three people had to share that, I think. So that's that sucks for them. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was pretty much almost technically almost an item for every person, really. Pretty much to be yeah. tempted off. Yeah. But obviously, depending on the timing and what you wanted, people jumped off. And I was actually surprised. The the phone call home. That I felt like that should have been higher up. Like that should have been one of the last rewards. Mm. I don't know if that should have been so early, but then maybe they wanted that. They were hoping the whole Pia moment because I think I think it was it was obvious that Pia was going to dive for that one. So maybe, but I, I sort of felt like just the order and the sequence of the shouldn't they incrementally get better options to tempt more people to come off? I, I don't know. That's just me, but. Uh, I think it's. I, I love the palmy aspect of this week with uh, with John. And, I mean, I can bloody go <laughs> for a like, bloody Mexican palma, mate. Like bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's that's his edit. Like just oh, the palmy man. So, <laughs> good. so so good, so good. Um, the other thing that um I will quickly mention before we get to some listener questions. Uh, just give us a quick winner's pick. I mean, look, I'm I'm just want to jump in here and say I'm sticking with Pia. I think Pia's getting enough of a nibble here and there. Like, you know, you'll just randomly get in an episode like, hey, I'm such a fan and I'm really good at this. Like, it's just it's just little, you know, filler stuff, which is a good little winner's jab here and there. And I said Pia and um, uh, Sam were my winner's pick at the beginning, I think, from memory. And I'm sticking with Pia. So uh, I'm going to answer my own question oh, and say uh, Pia for the win. Uh, why not Sam? Why aren't you going with Sam? She's still there, right? Um, I don't know. Did she even show up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to see her. Uh, no Twitters for quitters. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, it's, it must be like an older man thing that they love Sam. Because, like, obviously, I think, uh, Cable, yeah. you said Des quite was partial to Sam. And my dad was yes. telling me that uh, a lot of his work colleagues were very upset that Sam... <laughs> Was voted out. Now, look, I'm not saying that Sam is unattractive. Sam is a very beautiful woman, but she wouldn't be my number one pick for that if I was going on that aspect this season. But maybe that's just me. Don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> winner's pick. That's not the point of this question. No titters for quitters next week, apparently. Julian, who's winning this game? Uh, P is a good choice. I think that was, yeah, that's likely. But if I have to choose someone different, um, I'd, I'd say... If Luke's Luke's got a really strong case to win, if he if he can get there to the ends, so I think he's pretty much going to be very 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 difficult to beat uh, in a final two. So yeah, whether he can get there, that's the question. But I think he's got massive upside to get votes to win. He's just so likable. Everyone loves him. Like we see that after people get um, voted out too, they're all talking about you know. What a good guy was, and and yeah, how they bonded with him and all that. So yeah, go Lukey, Mister Collingwood. Um, 
I honestly don't know. I mean, I probably would love to see Luke win. I, I have no issues with Pia winning. I think that's probably a good guess. I think one of the things that came up in that first episode was her saying, oh, I'll either be the first one out or the last one, uh, or the winner. And, you know, putting that quote in doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win, but, you know, they put those quotes in because she was so on the block for that first one. It wouldn't surprise me. And like you said, the edit's slowly building up to her showing that she's a bit of a player and she's letting yeah. Janine take a bit more of the, you know, the brunt of, or at least almost like a, you know, a very similar to a, almost well, probably not the best similar uh, analogy, but it's a little bit like the Boston Robin Amber, like Pia and Janine look like they're getting even more tighter. It's almost like Abby's a little bit more on the outside of that even again. And it's almost like Janine's sort of calling the shots or she's, everyone's looking at her. She's the target like Boston Rob, whereas, P can come in and and swoop in and be almost the less the good cop pretty much, and Janine's the bad cop. So, um, yeah, and I think if those two get to the end, I think people, unfortunately, whether Janine's played a better game or not, people aren't giving her the money, which is I think sad because I think she doesn't need the money. She could almost say, "Just let me win, and I'll." I'll pay you all the bloody you know <laughs> a portion of winnings you know you know what I mean or I'll give the winnings I'll give the winnings back free banana buzzers for life yeah life or, 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 well, well, hypothetically if, if I was playing and I had that amount of money and I loved the game or at least liked the game and really wanted to win the money is not the factor but the problem is the jury decides that so I could almost say well I want to be recognised for being the best player and whoever comes second, I will give the money to them or, you know, I know they can't do that, but you could pay her out of her own money, really, at the end of the day. True. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, I, it's a, yeah, it's a bit like the Russell thing, like when he said, I just want the title, the sole survivor and, I don't know, some people, it's not necessarily the money, they just want to be recognised for playing the best game. Well, I, I honestly think that that's my viewpoint now in Survivor, that the money is just secondary, like, it's been a long time, like, okay, that's not true, you still hear people saying, like, hey, I want the money, it'll be great, but to me, it's more of a status symbol, and I, I'd be the same as you, Cable, like, yeah, I'm not going to say no to 250000 or $500,000, whatever it is nowadays, um, but that'd be fantastic, but I think I would be more honoured that I could walk away and say, I won Survivor. So, um, and I think that's going to be interesting next season, uh, sorry, season 40, uh, the fact that, you know, they're amping that up to $2 million. So, um, you know, that's still what, like $1.3 million or something like that. So it's, you know, still more than they used to get, but, uh, Interesting, interesting things going on there. So we're going to get to some listener questions, and we've got plenty of these sent in. Thanks to everyone who sent these in. As always, every week, stay tuned to our social media pages. We will promote who we have coming on, and you can send these listener questions in via Facebook, Twitter, our website, or our email, of course. And I'm going to start with a couple that are on our Facebook page. Uh, speaking of Auslets, this is the Auslet episode, former Auslet. I don't, I don't really feel comfortable saying former Auslet. You guys are still Auslets, just because we changed our name. None of you got fired, except for Ryan, but that's a different story. Or he, whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't even know what happened. Then he started his own podcast. Whatever. Um, but it's like you're all still Auslets in my eyes. <laughs> 
Stop digging yourself a hole, Ben. Ivan! Hello, <laughs> Ivan. Um, Ivan Ornelas. Is that how you say your last name? Probably. I never know. I never <laughs> say anyone's last name. I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I can never say last names. I can't even say my own last name. Uh, Ivan says, who is best set up for success in the merge and who has the hardest pass but still a feasible chance to win? Julian, I'll start with you. Who's best set up in the merge? Um, oh, there's a few people that are pretty well set up. Like, I think Harry's um, pretty well set up. I think, um, yeah, yeah, Harry, Pia, um, and what was the other part? Who's, who's uh, Who has the hardest win? path but still has a oh, hardest path to win. to win? Yeah, look, I think David's got a – if he can keep – Winning idols, then he'll be, you know, all right. But I think David's got a pretty um, tough, tough chance to win. Same with Janine because of the money thing. And uh, who else is uh, – Sean as well because that challenge thing's not going to go away. So I think there will come a point when he doesn't win a challenge where they're like, all right, this is an easy vote for this round. So, yeah, those three. K-Bell. Um. I kind of agree with you. Like the first person that came on off the top of my head was Harry, and, and Julian said that I think Harry, the fact that he's, I feel like he's got a relationship with Janine is really handy, and, and or by extension, Pia. Um, and then the fact that the contenders still feel like he's really in their camp. So I think he can, when it, the numbers start to dwindle a little bit more, I think he can he can be the one that can be the swing vote. You know, go with a, a particular three or go with the other group or whatever it is. I think he's definitely in a good position. Um, yeah, P is absolutely in a good position. I think we've already sort of touched on that a little bit, uh, being with Janine. Um, I think Janine will take the bullets. If, if, if folks sort of start coming that way, she'll probably take some, some, uh, Janine will take the hits before P does. Um, da, uh, sorry, what was the part, second part of the question? So who's, in, who's uh, in a tricky spot, basically? Uh, who's got the hardest hardest path, but a feasible? I love that word, Ivan. Feasible chance to win. Feasible. Um, I kind of think Luke, and that's a little bit out of the box, but I just think he's so likable. Like you think he should win, but I think that he's the fact that he's been away from Janine and Abby and that for a while, but also he's so heavily tied to David. I think he almost can become collateral damage or at least, you know, there'd be like, even was it Andy having the conversation with the girls saying how snaky David and Luke were and how, you know, the way they were able to survive and wiggle their way in and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I think Luke's still on. Well, even though he's likable, I think he's on the radar of the girls. I think he's going to find it very hard to get to the end. A couple of people. But he can add- once. He- yeah. Uh, you can finish that sentence if you like, Cable. No, no, I was going to say, I think he's going to find it hard to get to the end, but if he got there, then he's obviously going to win. I, I would say he'd almost win that the against one, anyone else that's there. The ones that I just want to quickly add, that I mean, one person we haven't really talked about at all, but these, these are like four people I think aren't going anywhere anytime soon. I don't necessarily believe they can win it based on their edit, but um, Baden, uh, Abby, uh, Simon, and John, I think are kind of just... There's so many other big threats around them that are going to be targeted that I just, I just don't see any of them going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so Simon maybe just because of the challenge aspect, but I don't know. Like I just don't see any of them being targeted. You have got too many other big names around them that they're just they're sticking around for a, a long time still to come. Yeah, ba- Baden's kind of like Peter. 
from a couple of seasons ago that I think he's kind of just going to end up maybe in the final three or four, and we, you know, oh, hey, there he is. Um, so Peter had a lot more strategy to him than Baden. No offense, Baden, but um, I liked Peter. Well, yeah, he was underrated, Peter. Um, mm. Thanks, Ivan. Uh, our good friend Chris Dixon says. Do you think that if there's an ever an all-star season that we will see Ross come back? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. Julian? No, not really. I don't know. I think he... I don't know if he'd want to come back that much, do you know? I, I, I don't know. I think he he's like, I did this, kind of had the experience. He's not a huge strategist. Um, no, I don't see it, really. What about you, Ben? Uh, I see it because of the character. I don't see it because of some of the others that I think would be ahead of him. But we live in a universe where people like Haley get invited back. So, oh, I would have never thought Luke would have come back this season. I mean, in True. an All Star season, definitely. But um, I guess the question was in an All Star season. Uh, if Ross comes back, look, I liked him, but do, like I guess the other question is, do you want to see him back? And I liked him, but I'm not that fast to see him come back. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I like him, but yeah, I don't know. That's I think we're going to probably end up doing some sort of extended episode or a little bit where we talk about this room at All Star season, but we'll get to that. Uh, Chris also adds, oh, which yes, cable. Well, I was going to say, do do you guys see the rumored list, or apparently there's. There was something on well, Facebook and well, we can talk about it in a sec because I do have a question related to that, which maybe we can tie that in. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say I felt like that was bullshit, but anyway, continue. Um, well, uh, Chris adds, uh, which uh, survivors are you most surprised made the merge, and of the pre-mergers, which are you most shocked didn't make the merge? Julian, you go first. Oh, I'm surprised Andy made the merge in a way. I think he. I think he. Ah, uh, look, he had good challenge capabilities, so that kept him around for a bit. And I just think he did come off really, really um, sneaky and um, shifty. And, and um, yeah, that, that could have easily got him um, booted much earlier than what he did. But who else am I surprised that made the merge? Um, uh, I just want to throw David out there. David, yeah. <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm actually surprised Luke made the merge in a way because I think he was um, a real target early early on, just being the only return he played, just sticking out like that. But then again, from his excellent social game and, and um, you know, likability, then I think that sort of isn't that surprising. Baden, I'm a little bit surprised he made the merge because he was obviously um, a target early on. But, yeah, I think there's just a lot of people that get over that hump of the first few Days like the first nine days, first three votes, and then they sort of build their relationships uh, with their tribes. Anyone that you're surprised that uh, didn't make the merge? No. I want to say Stephen. I I actually, I will say legitimately say ET because I think I thought kind of he would be someone who would last a little bit longer, kind of follow a Matt Rogers path. Um, But I personally want to say that I'm still um, devastated that Stephen Bradbury went early. Yeah, he was a good. He was a really like strong character for the time he was in the game. Yeah, and on and actually, honestly, Sam, like, legitimately, who? Um, but like, yeah, Sam, I for sure thought was going to last a lot longer than that, and maybe actually make an appearance on this show. 
Um, Cable Brandon says, this is news to me. Kidding. Might need to update those baby faces. Sorry about the pictures, guys. I thought you would have liked your young ones of you two in your old Oslet days. I thought they were cute photos of you. Never mind. Uh, all right. Let's go through some of these. I'll save Granny the last because we love Granny. Um, June says, Tuesday Survivor episode killed the ratings. Highest rated episode, excluding the premiere. Incredible again for the first time ever. They beat the block in every demographic. And so they bloody is should. That, is that legit? Is, is that, that actually true? Because I'll I've pull up the ratings for you. I'll find that out for you. A, I've never thought there's been an episode where Survivor's beaten the block. But if that's the case, then I'm... Uh, my tits are tickled pink. <laughs> oh, jeez. Can, can, we, can we have that as a quote on one of those uh, Channel 10 ads where that comes up like when Linda's got like, this is the best season ever. Can we have Julian Groneberg, my tits are tickled pink. Um, you got to tweet it. Tweet it. Tag Survivor AU, my tits are tickled pink. Um, well, I, I would just like someone to share my Alison Baden Clay meme, but um, <laughs> oh, it no. didn't really take off. <laughs> You're so proud of that, aren't you? Um, yes. Like you're, yes, you're bloody proud of that. Um, I don't know where this person's getting their figures from because I'm looking here at the ratings for Tuesday night, and Australian Survival was six. The block was third. So, um, <laughs> let's just say uh, look. I would love it to be true, but I don't think we're ever going to beat the block in any any demographic on any time. Why is that show still on? Um, you know, can't, can't, I reckon if Australian Survivor was on Channel Nine and the block was on Channel Ten. Australian Survivor would probably get more viewers. It's just more people watch Channel 9 and Channel 7 than they ever have Channel 10. How many bloody just, houses yeah. can they build? Like, I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> I just... Oh, anyway, um, I, yeah, shush, exactly. Um, <laughs> Cable wasn't talking to us, never mind. All right, let's go into the next question. Um, Erica says, uh, Ben, will you be able to apply for American Survivor if you move to Canada and get married? Is that your dream goal? Um, I'd have to become a Canadian citizen, I believe, for that to happen, Erica. Um, until then, I, I mean, look, honestly, I'd, I'd much rather play the American one than the Australian one. Don't tell Channel 10 that. They're not listening. Um, but, look, that would be great one day. But I'll be like 70 by then, so I could pull a Rudy, perhaps. Um, let's see here. Uh, our next question is from Rosie Clarkson from USA. Will you guys be doing a ranking of season five and six of Australian Survivor and adding those seasons to the existing ones you guys did a few years ago? I think you said you'd consider doing it after a few seasons have passed, or are you going to wait until next year since we're getting two seasons next year? Um, that's a good question, Rosie. Um, I don't know if Cable's, he's, he might have just gone away for a couple of seconds. Oh, he's there. Um, Cable, the question, I don't know if you heard that, was... Uh, would oh, we I only cons- got the tail end. Well, would we consider updating our um, Australian Survivor player rankings after uh, this season has finished to include last season and this season? Uh, look, I wouldn't be opposed uh, to the idea, but I don't Jesus. think it would take that long. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget we did um, that, to be honest. Yeah, it could be my arm could be twisted, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> your arm could be twisted. Um, yeah. yeah, Julian, would you want to be involved in that? If if I had to, no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it needs to be done. That's a very good point. Uh, I would like to revisit that list and see. I'm sure we'd have different opinions on the existing rankings too, so it could be fun to I see. For example, Luke, right? Like, he would have to have gone up, uh, yeah, exponentially uh, with his performance this game. 
I look. If I'm straight out saying right now, I still say the top three definitely wouldn't change. I'm sorry, non people who hate the the original two seasons of Australian Survivor, but you know, Rob Dixon still the greatest Australian Survivor player ever to play this game. So, yep, Chris Dixon, you've got um, shoes to fill if you're you on the show. You've got <laughs> everyone does. Sorry, Dixon. Yes. Oh, I get it. This different spelling of Dixon. And Chris goes for Hawthorne uh, too, and Rob Dixon played for Hawthorne, so maybe there's a connection. We just, you know, <laughs> it could be there. Uh, Rosie adds, I like, I'd like, i like to say your Survivor, US ranking Survivors are legendary. I've been re-listening to it for the past fortnight. You've probably only gotten through one episode, if that's the case then, Rosie. Um, Sophie, Robert, or Robert. Let's go with Robert, because it sounds more fancy. No, John, John Robert. John Robert. Uh, Gene Robert. Um, is Baden going to prove to be a challenge beast in Challenges in the Merge? They keep giving him that edit. He's good in Challenges. Well, I think we can answer no, because has he done anything in this merge yet? I'll get an off on and No, no. I mean, he's, he's got long legs. Um, that's, one, that's one good thing about him. Uh, but I don't know if that helps you uh, with these um, endurance challenges, unless it's lanky. Lankiness that's, um, <laughs> who yeah. can be the lankiest? I do, I do love this, you know, challenge beast Baden. I kind of feel like Jono's being a bit condescending whenever he talks about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. challenge beast Baden, you're doing well. Like, so? It, it's kind of, t- it sounds a bit sarcastic, but he actually is kind of doing well based on his size. And yeah, I, I don't know, like, there's just so much focus. And I hope that next year or the next season of Australian Survivor, it's not so geared towards these physical, physical challenges because it just totally influences a certain type of player being in the game a lot longer than other types of players like women and men that aren't as strong. So, yeah, that's another conversation. Cable, I don't know if you're still around. Are you still there or do you uh, want to answer that yeah, question? Yeah, yeah kind of. Uh, now we can move on. Okay, we can move on. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Prudence. Uh, hello, Prudence. I gotta say, editing for a strange survivor is crazy. Oh, funny we had to talk about that. Harry got 12 confessionals in one episode and has, I believe, got the record for this season with the most in a single episode so far. Really? I thought David would have shat all over that for He gets about 12 an episode, doesn't he? Do you have that list cable? Does that still exist or? Uh, I don't have it on me, no. And no. I, I don't think I've got the updated version. I think some, Sunday night's episode. Um, definitely would have been Harry, the Harry show with, with confessions, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Anna talks about Ross. Uh, well, it looks like Ross is a true winner this season as he's going to get a mighty big paycheck out of that fuck up with a challenge. Um, production must be nervous. Any updates on Ross? Uh, look, again, I don't really read much of the post, uh, you know, the the uh, exit interviews and stuff. Uh, did Ross come out and say anything about this? Does anyone know this? I know we didn't really talk about that before, but... No. Uh, I'm none the wiser. No, don't know. Yeah. I would just have to think, of course, they're not going to put it in the show, but you wonder what the other players thought about it too. You'd have to think at camp they were all saying, well, that's a bit shit of the show to, like, have a rope that snaps and, like, they really just glossed over it. Um, oh, poor guy. Uh, it was it was a emotional send-off, but um, he was, yeah. That's one random thing, though, like, did we really need to bring in the other tribe to fail? What is with Channel 10 getting so Channel 7 on our ass and like, oh, we miss you. Like, we've never had that before. Like, you know. That, that was that. interesting, yeah. Yeah, I um, I like the JLP came to the camp and it wasn't just like they went to tribal and then he just said, oh, by the way, Ross, he's not coming back. I like that he got to say goodbye to his tribe. It was interesting, yeah, that they had... Everyone in the game get to say goodbye to him, but um, well, yeah. well, I actually, 
what I took from that, I thought they were going to merge them then and there. That's what I thought, too. Um, I 100% agree with you. And I guess they probably had it planned that they wanted the individual challenge the next day. But I'm like, I kind of think, like, why didn't they just go, okay, bring everyone in. This is really sad. These guys aren't going to tribal. Ross is out of the game. And now you're merged. Like, yeah. I don't understand why they couldn't have just done that. Agree. Because that's, it's, it's sponsored. Um, look, I don't know. I'm sure there's production reasons for not doing it. And they like to have different setups. This and this, drop your buffs. But I mean, it would have been cool to go, well, this is one of those, you know, wrinkles in the game where we don't, can't predict the medivac, but it's happened at the appropriate time where the numbers are 6-6. Six, six, we're going to merge them anyway. Like, why don't you go, everyone's together, everyone's sort of sad, happy, seeing Ross off, everyone's sort of chatting and that. Just make it a merge and just then when they get to the challenge, give them the buffs the next day or something. One thing I want to add too quickly just on the editing that I forgot to mention, what was that Monday night's episode when they came back from the ad break and there was that weird sort of like spooky ghost voices where you got Harry oh, saying, yes. what the hell was <laughs> yeah, that? That was bizarre. And it was like an aerial shot of Tribal Council and it was like echoey and um, I'm voiceovers. I'm going the and- game and no, you're such a dangerous... Like, what the hell are we watching all of a sudden? Yeah, that was trippy shit. Weird. Whoever they were on drugs this week. Um, Can I I just say something about um, back to that Ross thing? If he if he hadn't have been medivacked, um, and I know it's the Survivor Oz what if scenario coming uh, back into the Uh, Oz, but but, um, I I actually don't think like we talked about this a little bit before that would Harry have worked with Janine and got rid of Simon, or would I've got to think they just put that in there to make it seem like Harry wasn't saved by Ross. Ross getting medivac, but that was a really lucky thing for Harry either way not to have to go to tribal. And and um, he easily could have been the one voted out then um, if they had have gone to tribal. So I think yeah. he would have been. I think he would have gone. I think I think you're right. I think, oh, I think so too. I yeah. think, A, they've done that in there to kind of make us not believe that um, Ross is going to be evacuated. And, and the beauty of watching a show like this when you don't have ads in it and you're watching like a – uh, a copy that uh, you know isn't live on TV. You can see that there's like three minutes to go, so you're like, okay, they're not going to tribal council now. Clearly, and I'm sure, like, if you're watching it live, you can look at the clock and realise that oh, there's ten minutes to go with two ads. You know, there's not enough time. But um, yeah, like, I think it was just trying to pull one over on the viewer to think like, oh, this could be an interesting tribal council, or as you said, Julian, it could even just be almost a setup scene to show that in this merge, Janine's you know going to work with Harry's. I don't know, like, it's. Who can ever bloody tell with these editors? Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, Loretta says, Matt will be very missed this season. I found him to be such a fun character. Uh, I'm disappointed he left us. I love him on Twitter. He truly takes like a champ knowing people might hate him. Please bring him on your podcast in the future. I will do my very best, Loretta. Thank you very much. Uh, I just want to read this one from Twitter quickly in case I forget. This is sort of one connected to you, uh, Cable, because I know you're good friends with the uh, the Survivor Melbourne uh, crew, Survivor Melbourne tribe. Yeah. Um, yes. We've already talked about this, but I just wanted to read this out in there anyway, saying even though it's a bluff, it's fair if the... Uh, is it fair if the voted out person, Andy in this case, blows up other players' games on the way out? And then I love how our good friend Dez replied to this. Absolutely. Yes. You ain't gone till you're gone. Call people out whatever you can. We see it all the time from jury members with reaction of facial expressions. No different. Yeah. Edit could have removed it. Uh, believe nah, me, so, more yeah. I so, agree with Des. No, I disagree with Des. And, I, I yeah. think the jury is interesting because the jury nowadays in the show are always commenting and talking and whispering amongst each other. And that's sort of like 
not blowing up other blowing up a game, but that's influencing the game in a way too. So, yeah. Uh, Leah P. Leah P. says, "Thanks, Ben, for your Zach podcast. I learned so much health and fitness tips from it, and started the keto diet myself and lost two kilos last week. There you go, Leah. Great job." Uh, says, will Julian and Cable take some advice and do the keto diet? It's fantastic. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt Dyson's hating this podcast. He's turned out all the time. Stop talking about keto. <laughs> um, if the keto diet involves eating whatever you want and taping a, a key <laughs> to your toe, then I will do it. <laughs> Sadly doesn't, Julian. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, really? Damn it. thought it was that easy. Yeah. I've lost 16.1 kilos, so... I saw a photo of you. You looked very svelte, Ben. Uh, congratulations. Svelte. 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 Yeah, S-V-E-L-T-E. I can't see you cable doing the keto diet. Uh, I'm not sure how you work with those sort of things, but... Uh... No, I I sort of had a good look. I investigated doing it um, probably a good two years investigated ago. Investigated doing it. I like that word. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing <laughs> it. Like... I'm actually... I'm doing another diet. It's not that one. But what is I the did, diet? Um, Seafood need it? <laughs> yeah, that pretty much. Um, it's not working very well, very well. Like, I'm, I'm probably weak-willed at times when you smell KFC. It's kind of like, oh, just oh, this one more time. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I haven't had bread in three months, all right? I haven't had sugar in three months, okay? like Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's not well, good. I, I'm hungry. I, I, I went. I actually, I actually lost a few kilos a couple of years ago that I wanted to lose some weight. I went on the paleo diet. Oh, and that that was pretty good. So yeah, really. Julian, what was that? You just two really smelly farts. Oh, come on, come on, mate. Eggs and meat. You know, if you just eat eggs and meat, you'll um. Julian, you don't even need to go on a diet, though. Julian, you're just like skinny mini. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a bit of a roll. Um, yeah, you skinny bitch. <laughs> a bit of a roll. A bit of a roll. I've got a bit of a roll on top of my roll on top of my roll, and that's just on my third left nipple. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, would love a Betty's burger right about now. Oh, shut up, both of you. All right, Come Wesley. On, Wesley. Speaking of Janine, Julian and Cable, do you like Boost Juice or are you into Top Juice? What is Top Juice? <laughs> I don't know what top juice is. The question gets asked every week. Wesley, if you email me next week, I want you to tell me what the fuck top juice is. Uh, Yeah, boost juice is good. (laughs) It's expensive, though. It is. Yeah. Janine, calm down. Um, All right, this is a question I talked about. There's a couple of games to end it, but this is the one we're talking about when it comes to the... um, the All-Stars one. So Selma says, rumours are that there are no reunion show this season due to the wow. new season starting filming in next week and possibly returnees can't be back in time or JLP can't be either. Now, I haven't heard this. Um, you also, Cable, said there's been a leaked list and apparently there's two seasons next year. This is all news to me. Am I living in the wrong country to hear all these whispers? What's going on in Australia right now, boys? Uh, no, I saw a list that was posted in a group, which surprised me because I thought a lot of these groups are really anti-spoilers and, uh, well, it doesn't spoil results, it's, it spoils the winner. I saw a list um, which is like an All-Stars and the the reason I was sceptical uh, was there was a couple of people on it that while they were good characters, I knowing stuff a bit more behind the scenes, I don't know if firstly that person would actually want to come back. Unless they were like at least 
handsomely paid to come back. But I don't know if production was super high on them either. So that's what makes me sceptical of the list I saw, that it wasn't really complete. It had a couple of names, and I was like, yeah, one or two of those names I don't believe, but whereas some of the others are like, yeah, well, that, that's stock standard. They should be asked back, those particular people. But, uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the. I know about the filming twice a year potentially, but I didn't know about the non-reunion. But you can have a reunion. That makes without, the sense, though, doesn't it? But, but you can have a reunion without JLP. Can That's true. But what if some of the Grant players? Daniel what if Rove to host it? <laughs> but what if some of the players from Brian this season Gumbel. who were Bring invited back, back Brian for Gumbel. the? Sorry, <laughs> Rosie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, get Roger Bingham to do it. I was just listening to his podcast with Rob. Yeah, so. There we go. He's the first on the uh, list of Channel 10. They're scrolling, oh, shit, JLP can't do it. Who's our first choice? Bingham. Roger Bingham! <laughs> <laughs> there he is! No, I think Rupert's on it, uh, the top of everyone's list, isn't it? <laughs> Who the hell didn't put me on Australian Survivor? Welcome back to Channel 10. <laughs> um... <laughs> Can I just point out, if they're doing champions and contenders again, why the bloody hell isn't Rove playing? Because Rove is a mad Survivor fan. To me, like, Rove... I want to see Rove playing Survivor. Like, he wouldn't do very well, but I want to see him play Survivor. Just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, if they do famous. champions and contenders again, um, more people like Rove, less people like E.T. Thanks. Oh, E.T.'s pretty Poor famous. Like... Yeah, he is. He is, he is. But um, I guess less footballers. Sorry, guys. I, I at the end of the day, I think I, I'm pretty sure that this All Star season is going to happen next year. Uh, we'll do another episode where maybe we'll kind of draft our dream cast. I'm just again going to complete keep complaining the fact that they're only going to keep it to these Channel Ten people, and, and the fact yeah, that they won't even think seasons. about. Yeah. But like yeah. this is the thing: like if if all of a sudden Channel Ten were like, hang on a minute, there was this great person from the the Channel Nine version, and let's get David Oldfield. Like. If you get Katie and David Oldfield, to me, boom, get whoever Lucinda. you want from Channel 10, I would be happy. So, But they're not going to, and that, to uh, me, doesn't make it a true all-star season. So, and, and if they're only going from four seasons, I know there's 24 people a season, but to me, it's not long enough. Um, that said, I'm still happy if we get two seasons next year, but I'd rather them do the all-star seasons uh, as a second season um, shown next year and do like a... Yeah, I know. and I also, again... This is just my little hang-up because most people don't care about this as far as I can tell anymore. I'd like to see a new location. Like, I was tickled pink, uh, tits tickled pink, hashtag, um, when they had Thailand for the season of um, New Zealand Survivor. That was awesome. Which, uh, which, so. which watching it at the moment, I'm, I'm sort of near the end of it. Um, it's actually, yeah, I like the location. I like the fact, like, their, their tribal council's in a cave. Like it's It just of, makes it feel so different, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and hashtag... Bring back Matt Sharp to host Survivor. He, Matt Sharp is brilliant. I love that man. And they've just started over here Celebrity Treasure Island, which is why we don't have a third New Zealand Survivor season. Matt Sharp's hosting it with some other semi-famous New Zealander. But um, Nick, Nick is very keen to do a recap episode on it because I didn't watch it. It started this week. But apparently it's pretty rubbish. Isn't it Matt Chisholm? Yeah, that's Matt what Chisholm, I said. Yeah. What did I say? Matt Sharp. I meant Matt Chisholm. Sharp. Who's yeah, Matt? yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Who's Matt Sharp? Yeah. Who's Matt Sharp? Who's Matt Sharp? Who the hell are you, Matt Sharp? That's a name. Who is he? I know who that is. That's, um, he's an, apparently an American songwriter. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. 
Matt Chisholm, oh, thank you. Uh, and everyone follow Kiwi yeah, well, Jeff I'm, on Twitter. Kiwi Jeff fan. I'm glad he still has a job. I'm so, glad he has a hosting job still because um, he, he, I did, I agree. He was good. He, um, no, he's actually quite popular over here because he does sort of some uh, reporting for kind of like a New Zealand 60 minute style show. But, um, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, there's a, there's a Twitter account called Kiwi Jeff fan. And this guy yeah. will literally tweet like a hundred times a day about how great uh, Matt Chisholm is. And the only follower he has is like who he will follow is Matt Chisholm. So, um, yeah, Matt, Matt, if Jeff, when Jeff Probst retires, I'm saying it right now, I want Matt Chisholm because the enthusiasm that man has in a tribal council or in a challenge, like just incredible. That man is a, is a, an icon of this country that I live in. Uh, better than Richie McCaw. Let's just put it out there. All right, Sasha Pewterschmidt. Uh, he's a rugby player, by the way, um, Julian. Um, <laughs> Sasha Pewterschmidt yep. says, uh, this is a game for Got all of us. Um, <laughs> I'll get dressed too, Cable, don't worry. Um, if you've got a kiss, slap, hug, or run away, the following players. All right, we ready for this? Ready. Ready as well will ever be. Okay, the first one is Barb. Now, is this... Barb from New Zealand Survivor? Oh, Barb Rouse or Rouse or whatever. Yep, she's Barb. Like, that's the only Barb we've ever had playing Survivor, right? Yeah. Uh, That's what I thought of straight away, so. Okay, well, bugger it. Barb from New Zealand Survivor. (laughs) Are we kissing, slapping, (laughs) hugging, or running away from her? A hug, probably. Hug, Julian? Um, I'd give her a granny pash. Okay. <laughs> can you can you explain to our listener what a granny pash is? It's kind of like if you're at the RSL and you're really drunk, had a few beers, and there's a granny playing the pogies, and you just you get dared by your friends just to run up and pash her. So you just pash her real quick and then run away. <laughs> is that just a Saturday oh, night for you and Tim? I'll bugger off to the down of the RSL and grab a couple of grannies to pash. Why don't we have you on more often? You come up with these one-liners that mean absolutely nothing, but somehow it turned out to be quite hilarious. Um, And inappropriate. (laughs) JT. Are we going to kiss, slap, hug, or run away from JT? (sighs) I'd slap him. He's an idiot. Slap him. Oh, poor JT. Only based on his uh, previous seasons in uh, Game Changers and Heroes versus Villains. Hmm. Cable? What about Ben? Oh, I don't know. This is a weird game. Um, <laughs> maybe give him a hug. hug feel, that, feel that big arms. Yeah. The, gu- the guns. All right. Uh, now, is this another New Zealand Survivor player, Dylan? Yes. Oh, Dylan. Oh, Conrad. Dylan that uh, that um, that Des doesn't like. Oh, <laughs> there was they, a bit uh... of a, there was a bit of a t- Twitter uh, feud during the week. <laughs> right. Titters, titters. titters. Sorry, I'm just hearing, hearing Twitter. I'm thinking of titters. Um. Yeah. So yeah, kiss, slap, hug, or run away from Dylan. Uh... He swings my way, so I'd, I'd kiss him. Ooh. Really? Uh, yeah. I'd probably just run away from the situation. I'll just leave it yep. and move on. All right. Thanks. Cool. Uh, Silas, a blast from the past. Silas. 
Oh, I'd hug him. Those really? arms, I, I thought you. I thought you'd go for the kiss. Oh, look, I've already kissed two of them. I can't be a complete whore, so. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that was my first thought. You're correct. Okay, well, then I... Oh, I probably, well, I'll just go for the kiss so I can tell you about it. <laughs> okay, someone's got to do it. Uh, Janine. <laughs> What's the other option? We've got kiss, kiss slap, hug, hug, or slap, run away. Uh, run away from her. I'd give you to taste the banana blitz or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get it for free that way. Oh, true. I'd probably definitely give it, go for the hug and, and say how much I love Boost Juice. <laughs> Reach your hand into a pocket and steal a wallet, maybe. Um, David, <laughs> what would we do with David? David. David, David, David. I'm assuming this is probably, current season, David. I, There's lots of yeah, David. Yeah, I'd probably slap him and say, mate, just pull your head in. Stop being so arrogant and cocky and just concentrate <laughs> on being humble and win the game. Julian, do you want to kiss sure. him as well? No, like as 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 I can appreciate, like he – there's something about him that, yeah, no, he's not my um, – my first, like, I'm more of a Sean man, the horse. So, sorry, David. Oh, oh, oh. Why is he called the horse? Yeah, can I just yeah, establish I this, this whole aspect of him being called a horse because he's tall? Fuck off. Like, come on. We all There's know why he's called horse. There's something very overtly sexual about that word, horse. Like, and him. horse, um, horse comes from the locker rooms in football clubs. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. there's a reason why Megan Gale is with him. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because... Uh, the missus was like, yeah, why is, why is his nickname Horse? And she goes, it's because he's big. And I'm like, yeah, probably big in a particular department. She goes, oh, I get it. Yeah. So then she started liking him more? Or? Oh, I think she added him on Instagram and a few other things. Oh, <laughs> Poor Andy know. from Hamish and Andy. What a shame. Um, no, I don't think, no poor him. <laughs> Pia, what are we doing with Pia? Oh, maybe a patch, maybe go patch. She'd give a real good hug, I reckon, a good nonna um, <laughs> spaghetti hug. <laughs> no, I love Pia. I, I just oh. want to be friends with her. Can I just say she radiates just likability. I love her I smile and I loved Janine's confessional about her being a Sicilian and uh, I don't know what she was saying, but she was basically saying that she's a smiling assassin and she's really, yeah, I love her too. I'd hug the crap out of her. Um, And then I'd help her look for Ella Brandy. Um, Let's see here. Andy, what would we do with Andy? Slap. (laughs) Slap? No, I don't know. I'd give him a high five as well as a slap. I suppose that that is a hand slap, so. Okay. Daisy, what would we do with Daisy? You you first on this one, Ben. Oh, God. What would you do with Daisy? (laughs) I'll I'll politely rephrase that I think I would probably kiss her (laughs) Yep Yep (laughs) (laughs) No one else wants to comment Alright, am I alone? Okay (laughs) Uh, Cable's got to head off Just quickly, let's say goodbye to Cable everyone Cable, thank you for joining us It's always a pleasure uh, No worries, absolutely my pleasure But I've got a sick little girl that now wants to jump up and down and wants me to play dolls and stuff like that, so I've got to go. Okay. Oh, can I come too? I want to play dolls. I want to play dolls. 
You no, can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer from fathers out there when I ask that question. Thanks, Cable. Uh, have fun uh, and um, bye, go Cable. Cable. Uh, bye. All right. Um, there's Cable. Who else gone. is on this slap, <laughs> kiss, hush, run away from list? Uh, Mad Dog. <laughs> there's only a couple more. Oh, who? Mad Dog. Is there, there needs to be another option for Mad Dog and just. I'd mad dog, mad dog, if that makes sense. <laughs> Granny Pasha. Uh, <laughs> Granny Pasha. Uh, she's gold. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Patricia. That's a, that's a blast from the past. Marquesa. The Marquesa, Patricia. Yeah, um, Patricia. She was pretty annoying on the show, so she probably needs a bit of a slap. Okay, right. Yeah, I'd hug her, just because. She, like, she was, like, annoying, in a, but they liked her. Yeah. They were like, you're really annoying, but we kind of like you. So, I don't know. She might, you might slap and hug her. <laughs> here's, uh, here's one for the, um, you know, blast from the past. Hashtag Danny wins Guatemala. Danny! Oh. Oh, you'd have to, you'd have to just kiss her. She's um, oh, go to a beauty town. queen. You'd have kiss to her, yeah. kiss, her, kiss her and yeah. celebrate her winning season 40. I want to uh, kiss you all over. <laughs> We're over yeah. again. To the night closes. Um, oh, speaking of kissing Colby, God damn it, you go to town on him, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, so I'd kiss those abs um, and then... <laughs> Next. <laughs> then he's... Yes, um, I don't even swing that this way, is, but... It... <laughs> this is getting... Uh, yeah. Uh, and finally, speaking of Colby, Jerry. Oh, I just love that woman. So you'd hug her and celebrate every inch of her being and her, yeah, love her. I would pray to her. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Praise be thy Jerry Manthe. All right, fine. Let's close it out with Granny Survivor. Cable misses out on our beloved Granny. Uh, Hello, dears. An incredible week of Australian Survivor. So much controversy over Andy exposing the idol after voted out. I'm disappointed in the fan community for that. Like, this isn't the first time it happened. I'm sure they edit out other players saying stuff voted out. I agree with you, Granny. Uh, so we have a true or false trivia game. I have five Des tweets here that you have to tell me are true or false that Des said this. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yep. I might, might have seen a couple of these, but um, I know Des tweets a lot, so I'm, I'm trying to um, conjure up his tone of voice because he's a very distinctive... Um, Style the old Desmond, I like it. Uh, all right, what uh, have we got? All right, all right, Julian. I'm hey, gonna, hey, gonna, hey, hey, he says, hey, 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 hey what's what you talking about, bloody Gronenberg? I'm gonna, gonna fucking talk, you know, uh, Queenslander. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can we just establish that, like, we drank with him at Southbank? Like, like, can we just That's share that privilege. fact with the world again? That was like, an absolute um, and, it, and it was the second time, like, I barely have met any contestants from survivor but i have met des twice and it was it's it's a privilege i've had a shared a dart uh with uh or or dart as he would probably call it as well so uh yeah bloody dart julian bloody what are you some fucking fucking you know uh yeah (laughs) knob um Uh, number one, after Botox and some serious makeover. That's what the first one. Is that true or false? That's all it says. After Botox and a serious makeover. Mm. Mm, I can't connect that with anything in the episode, So, but that doesn't mean anything necessarily with um, 
Des's tweets. Um, <laughs> true. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Um, that is correct. Bl- bloody ripper, Julian. You bloody know me, please. <laughs> Bl- bloody well. Number two. I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> Wet lettuce. Daisy played that idol dummy play. Eh. Des, that's that's Des. That's true. It's false. You didn't. I bloody oh. didn't say that. You bloody knob, Julian. Ah. Oh. <laughs> See, I could have sworn I I felt like that was Des to a T, but okay. Uh, number three. I have chewed my left <laughs> arm off waiting to listen to your guys with Jackie. Don't make me end up armless. Oh, that's a gold tweet. Um, Forex gold, Des. Um, yeah, I reckon that's true as well. It is. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so glad there's only two of these left. I'm getting a sore throat. Uh, slept with a cane toad. What's the points for that? Asking for a friend. Mm, false. It's true. He did. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that just yep. a Saturday night for a Queenslander, though? Like, I swear I woke up with 20 of them in my bed every morning, right? That's just Cane how toads, it is. Yeah, it's coming into the Cane Toad season. It's going to be a uh, hot summer, uh, as it always is. But, um, yeah, Cane Toads will start a creeping. Number five. The final one. Game played till camera stops rolling. Hey, Andy ain't done. Um, but yep, yeah, he Des is okay. I'm just deducing that he he said that because he's okay with the fact that um, Andy did that. So true, it's false. Uh, no, okay, so, yeah, two out of five. Good, um, Nanny Granny. She's it's a good game. It's a little bit like yeah. the Rupert tweets game. Gra- granny Pash, Granny Mara. Survivor. What do you reckon? Uh too much respect for Granny Survivor to Pasho. I'd um, <laughs> I'd probably. Pray to her like you would with Jerry. Yeah. Take her out for a uh, nice glass of prune juice, perhaps. <laughs> Where's the cranny granny? No, they don't <laughs> remember that ad. Oh, yes. Where's I'm the ready. cranny granny? <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure that ad still still gets shown, like the reading it? writing hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Two triple O, six triple five. Six triple Okay, the, the listeners of the, the few that remain are probably like... I have to say, every time that Where's the Cranny Granny used to come on, he's like, Where's the Cranny Granny? I used to always reply with, Up your fanny, nanny. Uh, <laughs> the maturity oh, of Ben Waterworth, everyone. Julian, thank you very much. It has been a pleasure talking about Survivor with you. And um, we, as always, uh, appreciate your time and your opinions. And um, we've got plenty to decode for the rest of this season. I'm sure we'll get you back on again at some point. Maybe we'll do this uh, potential all-star draft episode, who we would draft in for an all-star season and see how many we get correct. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds very good. Yes, great to chat. Um, And, yeah, still a lot of the season to go, which is crazy to think. Um, Yeah, like 25 episodes, I think, where we just had episode 14. So, yeah, still a lot to to go, but um, I hope it's going to be as good as it has been because... Um, it's been really good so far this season. So, yeah, thanks for having me. And, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing how it all pans out. And a pleasure to have both Julian and Cable on the show. Lots of fun, as per usual. Lots of interesting stuff discussed. Lots of rants by all of us, mainly me, let's be honest. 
and always a fun time to be had. So uh, thanks to both of the gentlemen for joining me and thanks to all the people who sent in listener questions. Next week on the show, we're looking to return to a former player of Survivor. I've uh, got a couple of people in the pipeline. We're not 100% sure which one of those that we will have on the show, but stay tuned to our social pages. And when we know, we will know and we will update you and you can send in your listening questions and everything else in between. So very, very exciting. And also, speaking of social media and things like that, we would love for you to head to our Facebook page and Twitter page where you can see that we've posted a feedback survey this week. We're just uh, open to getting some suggestions, some uh, feedback and things along those lines to help us put out a better product out there. Some things that we've kind of got planned that we're just wanting to get some viewpoints on and what we might do with these things that we've got planned. So uh, we're just basically asking you, the listener, to uh, let us know your thoughts gives us a bit of a wider picture on uh, how things are with the Oz Network at the moment and uh, kind of help us shape the show moving forward. So uh, if you do head to our Facebook page, you'll see that post from a couple of days. We'll be sharing the link very shortly in a couple of days as well before it closes in about a week time. Or if you head to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash the Oz Network, it is our pinned tweet. You find the link there. It takes less than five minutes. It probably takes you even three minutes, to be honest. Really, really simple for you to fill in. So uh, we'd appreciate your time if you can uh, do that for us. We would love you long time. Not that we don't already love you long time, but you know what I'm talking about. Outside of our Survivor episodes, of course, plenty of other content coming your way on the Oz Network. Colin will have an Amazing Race Canada episode coming your way very, very soon. Mondays, we have a Lost recap. Wednesdays, we have a Third Watch recap. And some other exciting Third Watch stuff coming up as we approach the 20-year anniversary of the show premiering next month. So stay tuned for that. And we also have some great movie recaps coming your way very, very soon. We're looking at all the Terminator films and all the Star Wars films to close out this year. I'm very excited for both of them, and I'm sure you'll be very excited in listening to those too, so stay tuned to the Oz Network. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels, leave us some feedback while you're there. We'd very much appreciate that. We'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.